Welcome to The Socialist Program. This is the audio of our monthly seminar. Subscribe and support this programming at patreon.com slash the socialist program to join live once a month and ask Brian Becker your questions and listen to them as soon as they come out. Thanks so much for your help in keeping this independent show going. We can make this program with you, but not without you. Welcome to our patrons only seminar. We're so, so pleased, so happy to have you all. We do these, you know, as often as we can, at least once a month to make sure that we're getting questions from all the people that comprise the community of the socialist program. It's always fascinating for me to hear what people are asking about. I know it's fascinating and useful for Brian to hear what people are asking about. And I know it's, you know, helpful to have these conversations. So we're just really, really pleased to have you all here and and really happy that you all have joined. And if you're listening, you can always join us whenever we, you know, post the Zoom link, you can always join us live. But you can also listen to years of this kind of really in-depth socialist analysis, really unlike you get many other places for the past, you know, since 2020. Really, really useful and interesting analysis that you have access to as soon as you join. So thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being here. And without any further ado, Brian, let's get started. Sure. Thank you, Nicole. And again, as Nicole said, thanks to everybody who is doing their part to help this show happen. We can't do it without money. We have lots of effort by volunteers, but we actually need money to do it. If we are able to expand our financial base, we will expand content. That is one of our desires. We're talking about it all the time. We have ideas ready to go, pretty much. Nicole, on this coming Wednesday, we're going to be having Vijay Prashad, a journalist, author with Tricon Research. We're going to be focused a special show on how the global South is coming together to support South Africa's genocide case against Israel. It's an amazing 84-page legal complaint. The oral arguments were last week. We're going to talk about that in depth with VJ. so we're very happy about that. I was also teaching a class at the People's Forum on revolution, the history of revolution, the history of socialism, and in particular, our focus on the political personality of Lenin, who, of course, was the premier leader of the the Bolshevik Party and the Russian Revolution. That was a class series. John Preisner, our sound engineer, is working on it now. We're going to package that together as a four or five hour podcast as well. And that'll be coming out in coming weeks. So we're, we're looking forward to distributing that. I want to focus before we get to the questions, and we have amazing questions from the patrons today, and I want to spend enough time to get to all of the questions, if possible. But I want to say a few words, one about Yemen, about the fourth bombing attack by the Biden administration on Yemen, and the designation by the Biden administration of the Houthis in Yemen as uh, designated state sponsors of terrorism. So they will be, as of February 16th, on the international terrorism list. That's really 100% a U.S. platform. It doesn't exist as part of an international body. It doesn't have the weight of international law. But the U.S. puts countries on the terrorism list. Trump put Cuba back on the terrorism list, and Biden has kept Cuba on the list in order to carry out economic warfare against who's ever on the list, because those who the, US, who the U.S. designates as terrorists can't do trade with other 
entities, either commercial entities or governments, without those commercial entities or governments also being targeted by U.S. sanctions. So it's a very draconian designation. It will have a very profound impact. Yemen is already the poorest country in the world. The U.S. spent the last 10 years, up until last year, providing bombing coordinates so that the Saudi military could bomb the people in Yemen, all in the name of, quote, fighting the Houthis. So the U.S. has already been engaged in terrorism against the people of Yemen. Of course, the U.S. is not on the terrorism list because it's a U.S. list. But, you know, George W. Bush, during that period, in the last period of the Bush administration, the U.S. was bombing Yemen. When Obama came in, the U.S. was bombing Yemen. When Trump was the president, the U.S. was bombing Yemen. And now Biden is the fourth consecutive president in a row to bomb Yemen and then designate Yemen as a terrorist entity. And the actions by the Houthis in solidarity with the people of Gaza, which is admittedly to interfere with international shipping on its way through the Red Sea to Israel, in other words, to sanction, have their own kind of sanctions on Israel, that intervention has not taken any lives. They've boarded ships, they've sent missiles by ships, they've interdicted ships. In other words, they're trying to stop the genocide against the people of Gaza. One historical analogy I think would be fitting would be if the Allied countries in World War II, when they knew, and they certainly knew by 1943, if not sooner, that the Nazi regime had death camps, not only in Auschwitz, but all over Eastern and Central Europe. And those concentration camps had railroads bringing Jewish people and others who were the targets of the Nazi Holocaust. If one of the Allied powers had actually bombed the railroad tracks so that the trains couldn't keep bringing victims to gas chambers, Would we consider the bombing of those railroad tracks to have been an act of terrorism? I don't think so. In fact, I'm sure we would not. And in fact, the U.S. and the Allied powers should have bombed the concentration camp railroad tracks, but they didn't. Because from my point of view, ending the genocide of Jews in Europe wasn't actually a priority. It certainly wasn't a military priority because actions like that could have been taken. What is Yemen actually doing? They're bombing the railroad tracks, except in this case, they're trying to stop shipping, taking supplies to the Israeli state that would be used by the Israeli state to maintain the genocide against the people of Gaza. Is it a genocide? The international definition of genocide is the destruction of a people in whole or in part. The people in Gaza who are being killed, the the latest numbers I saw, these include estimates of the people who are dead, but not their bodies not fully recovered because they're under rubble, but very reputable sort of surveying organizations. That number is now about 33, 34,000, hundreds of thousands wounded. 70% of the population have either lost their homes because of bombing or their homes have been badly damaged such that they are now displaced people. This is genocide. The people in Gaza are not being bombed because of what they've done. Yes, Hamas carried out a military operation on October 7th, but the people in Gaza 
in the hospitals, in the refugee camps who are being bombed. And I don't know if people saw it two days ago, the Israelis blew up the entire, an entire university. They planted explosives and blew it up as retribution. These are war crimes. These are crimes against humanity. So the U.S. is bombing Yemen now for the fourth president in a row because the Yemenis are doing what the Biden administration should be doing, which is taking actions to stop genocide. But Biden could do it a lot easier. He doesn't have to have the U.S. Navy interdict ships in the Red Sea. He could call Benjamin Netanyahu and say, look, this war against the people in Gaza stops now or we are cutting off all U.S. aid to Israel. And guess what? Israel can't really exist, certainly not for long, if it's isolated from the United States, from its patron. So the Biden administration doesn't have to do much at all in order to stop the genocide. The Houthis knew that when they took these actions that they were likely to be the targets of retaliation. They did it anyway. And I I would say that what the Houthis are doing in trying to stop a genocide should be considered something that would be admired, except they shouldn't have to resort to interfering with shipping. The U.S. government, the Biden administration, both capitalist parties have the ability, the authority to stop the genocide tomorrow. And again, they can do it easily. Why is Biden doing it? We're going to get into this in the questions because some of the questions go directly to this, some of the questions from patrons. Well, we'll talk about that, but obviously the danger of a wider war, a regional war, is ever-present when the U.S. expands its bombing targets. And again, in the Q&A, Nicole, we're going to talk about that. I think we had a clip. I think you had a clip of Biden who was asked about whether bombing Yemen is actually going to be impactful. And he basically says, no. And then the, the reporter says, well, if it's not going to stop the Houthis, are you going to keep bombing? And he says, yes, yeah, I'm going to keep bombing. Anyway, do you have that clip? I sure do. Let's see. Are the airstrikes in Yemen working? Well, when you say working, are they stopping the Houthis? No. Are they going to continue? Yes. Yeah, so he says, Biden is basically asked, are the bombings, bombing of Yemen stopping the Houthis? He said, well, no. And then he says, but will they continue? Yes, meaning the bombing will continue. Again, this is not only unethical, immoral, it's clearly a violation of U.S. law about the president's executive authority to just bomb whoever he wants to. Of course, all presidents violate the U.S. law in that sense. And it certainly violates international law. It certainly violates the U.N. Charter, which does not give any entity, any member nation of the United Nations the right to bomb another country, another member nation of the United Nations, except in the case of imminent self-defense. Like if the U.S. knew Yemen was about to strike American cities with missiles, it could credibly make the argument of self-defense. That's clearly not the case here. Also, Nicole, before we go to the Q&A, I want to talk about Nikki Haley, former governor of South Carolina, former ambassador to the UN under Trump, U.S. ambassador. Well, she's a reactionary. She's a right winger. She also sounds like a complete imbecile in her presentation on U.S. history. But do you have that story where she said 
America was never a racist country. That's all for this preview. If you'd like access to the rest of this seminar and our entire archive of exclusive seminars with Brian Becker, become a patron at patreon.com slash the socialist program. We are an independent show and we cannot make this programming without you. Thanks so much for your support. 